0: Hey guys and girls, and everybody, this is Lisa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra.
1: And shine. It's uh, not cold outside, it's pretty it's hot. Oh, it's pretty a high. like
0: 85 degrees and sunny. I mean, I feel like it's okay to brag at this point because on the East Coast it also feels good now.
1: Yeah, but whatever, if we're bragging or not bragging, it doesn't matter because this is The, the Bitch, bitch seat. seat.
0: The podcast.
1: The podcast. The live show. Can we... Uh, sorry. i oh, sorry, are we having...
0: I, I'm having... Yes. Guys, uh, you're hearing a real moment right now. I can't hear myself at all. It's cool. I don't really need I to. I can and hear you. Oh, now and I can, I can now, hear okay. myself. Okay, I can hear it. Yes, now I'm in. I'm in. I'm tuned in, turned on, and not on mushrooms. Anyway, this uh, is a great
1: indication of the show. Um, if you've never heard the show before, check us out on uh, Google Play or iTunes. or Subscribe to us on Twitter at the...
0: Underscore. Bitch. Underscore. Seat. We also have a new Instagram account, which is the bitch seat. And we have a live show coming up at the Nerd Melt Showroom at Meltdown Comics. If you guys are in the Los Angeles area, yes. that is on June 2nd at 7 p.m., featuring uh, adolescent stories and treasures from Mara Wilson, Matt Knudsen, uh, Angela Lewis, and Brent Sullivan, with potentially Man, more TBA. We were
1: so close to. Like, a, a clean slate of uns at the end of the last names. I know, but Angela the, fucked it up. Fuck you, Angela. No, no, no you know. <laughs> when you
0: meet this woman, you will never want to say a bad word to her ever in your life. I'm already life. She feeling is like bad about butterfly. saying that. Uh, it's going to be great. So anyway, uh, tickets for that are going to be $8 ahead of time, $10 a day of, so do it. And uh, today on the podcast, we have our first pair of guests. That's true. This, this is this a first is in Bitch seed history. Uh, it's going to be a pair of ladies, uh, Katie Hilliard and Elaine Carroll, and we will get to them in a moment. Uh, but first, uh, I just wanted to mention because I'm gonna I'm gonna be breaking the rules a little bit in this podcast. I know Phil knows about this, but this week I'm not supposed to be giving any opinions.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, explain this. Right.
0: So okay. So I live in LA now, and on Tuesday nights I go to a warrior goddess workshop. <laughs> <laughs> that my friend Christina runs. She also just moved here from New York, but basically it's ladies sitting in a circle and uh, uh, Christina's bringing some like ancient Toltec wisdom into the circle and we're talking about divine feminine and reclaiming your energy and all this stuff. My guests are already
2: dancing.
0: Uh, so this week... Uh, we had some homework at the end of the week because I was saying, oh, I'm feeling so tired and exhausted for no reason. I'm cold all the time. My libido's low. Maybe I have a thyroid problem. Uh, So we talked about ways to reclaim your energy. And she, I mean, everybody in the circle has uh, a similar experiment to do for seven days. And if you fall under one of the four categories, which we all fall into all of them, controllers, distractors, isolators, and pleasers, Basically, these are all ways in which your energy can drain from you. Controllers are always giving their opinions, are always telling other people what they th- what uh, they think is the right way. Always think their way is best. Uh, distractors are never finishing a project because they um, they lose focus too quickly. Uh, That's I- me. Isol- <laughs> isolators uh, avoid being around other people because it it um, it brings up emotions that they don't want to deal with. And pleasers are always constantly giving help to others, even at the expense of their own selves. Now we're all all of these I imagine from time to time Uh, but uh, for me I am definitely of the controller variety and my homework for this week is to not give my opinion for seven days even if it is asked for uh, in the hopes of like reclaiming some of the energy that leaks out of me all the time as I'm giving my point of view which
1: it happens a lot well you are to opinions with Johnny Depp is to wristbands (laughs) Um, it's, it's difficult. And I see, I see like your brain doing mental gymnastics to creep an opinion into fact sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm impressed because it's, it just shows the indomitable spirit of, uh, Alyssa of Mandel, but.
0: Well, the thing is I've spent my entire life training myself to let my opinions flow freely out of me. This is what you do when you train to act, when you train to write, when you train to improvise, it's about, you know, being on your gut instinct so fast that your opinion comes out before you can even think about it. Mm -hmm. But it's true that after like an hour or two hours of doing this activity, I felt like I was about to explode. I mean, I was getting ill in my stomach. I was like just kind of buzzing in my limbs and that means that there will be a lot of energy reclaimed, let's hope. But for the purposes of this, since this is uh, an art form, I'm just gonna let it flow that's fine. I don't want to make a boring podcast.
1: No, don't, that's an don't, don't everything do everything is an opinion.
0: Liking something on Facebook is an opinion.
1: Yeah. You wake up and you have opinions without actually saying opinions. You immediately go on Facebook or Instagram and start liking. Not you. I mean, all of us. Oh, I do. I do. Like, that's like the first thing I do. I check my email and I'll reply. And well, I won't reply. Cause email's scary. Um, <laughs> but Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Likes. Cause it's silent. You don't have to type. Right. anything.
0: So um so so that's what, that's what's going on and it's yeah. definitely making my brain break a little bit. Uh but it's a good activity. I if any of you are like me and you feel your energy leaking out of yourself at all times, just try it. Next time you want to tell somebody, "Hey, I really like that shirt," just like close your mouth instead and see what happens to your body. It's a very interesting experiment. Uh <laughs>
1: You're, you're having such difficulty right now and you can show opinions in the next hour or so.
0: Okay. Great. Let's move on. Um, let's move on. So, so in the move across the country, uh, I brought a huge crate full of journals from my whole life and uh, I discovered that there were some older ones in there that I haven't looked at at all since the bitch seat has been in existence. Like I found, I uncovered a treasure trove of writing from my youth. Including this notebook that I'm going to read from today, which is another black and white marbled composition book from uh, Baldwin Middle School, fifth grade.
1: We'll call this one Alec.
0: <laughs> Wait, why?
1: Cause it's from Baldwin Middle School.
0: Alec Baldwin Middle yeah, School. Alec okay, Middle fine. School. All right, I'll accept it. I'll allow it. Uh, and <clears throat> do you want to talk first about 1994?
1: 1994, four, <laughs> four, 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 four. Wow, well, it was a crazy year for music and movies. Uh, <laughs> movies. Movies. We had uh, a lot of the top songs were "Wild Night" by John Mellencamp. That's not true. It wasn't a top song. It was just a song that happened. My mother loves John
0: Mellencamp. Mellencamp. Mellencamp's
1: "Always" by Bon Jovi. (laughs) All I swear by. All for one. Back and forth by Aaliyah. (laughs) Rest in peace. Uh, I'll remember by Madonna. (gasps) And I'll remember. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I love this that was, era of Madonna. See, this
1: was a really strange year for a lot of us because, well, also, can you feel the love tonight? Because the Lion King, 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 King. Uh, was also a thing that happened that year. So, uh, you know, that was a really important year because I feel like we were just becoming cognizant of, like, movies happen happening. Like, we always knew they were happening, but now we're we're inching towards maturity, and we're seeing that it's not just kids' movies. The Shawshank Redemption came out that year. Did you uh, see
0: that in fifth grade?
1: I didn't see that in fifth grade. I actually saw that in college. Don't tell anyone. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, Pulp Fiction. I did see that. That was on pay per view. Except for the the butt rape scene, my <laughs> my cousin jumped on top of me when the door opened because they were like they everybody saw it and yeah. it was just like my family had a pay per view box that allowed us to watch movies over and over because that one week the movie would be on the channel all week. So, like, they watched the fuck out of Pulp Fiction, An Interview with a Vampire, and Forrest Gump, and True Lies, and uh, well, The Professional, and The Mask. This was a good year for movies. This is a crazy year for movies. And uh, Clerks came out. This uh, is
0: across the board. I was too young for most of these things.
1: Ace Ventura. You saw Ace Ventura when oh, you were a kid.
0: I, saw, I could quote Ace Ventura probably from yeah. beginning to end. The last <laughs> high-profile
1: Kyle MacLachlan movie, The Flintstones, happened that year. Uh, Which,
0: by the way. It, two days. Weird. Well, from that once from, once this comes out, it probably will be out already. It will be
1: happening again.
0: Yes, Twin Peaks, the second coming. Oh my god, we're excited. I'm
1: so excited. But anyway, let's move on because uh, I mean, I could just keep going. There's there were a lot of movies came out in '94. A lot of movies. Yeah, it's, that a, I,
0: it's a long year. It
2: was a
1: long I, year. It was a very long year. I feel like '95 it got easier. I don't know why. <laughs> I think because the less good movies. I think they were like Hollywood. Let's put a cap on this. Let's uh, let's make some talking dog movies.
0: Oh, yeah, they enter the talking dog movie yeah. phase. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in in light of the fact that we have two lovely friends on our show today, uh, I'm going to read this thing that I wrote, which, by the way, this notebook, I think, was one that I used to hand in for, like, commentary. At the end of this, there are notes from friends because I just needed validation so badly. I was like, want to read this story I wrote? Terrible.
1: Wow, it's like live journal, but Exactly, live.
0: exactly. Live like, journal with a real journal. Touch and texture. Like a Um, journal. I was obsessed with this character that I wrote named Eleanor, which for many reasons later in life, that became significant. But uh, I think she was like a proxy for me, this Eleanor character. And she just came up again and again and again. So at the top of the page, this says, it's from the Eleanor novels.
1: Novels. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll talk later. Yes. Continue.
0: And it's called Friends. As she sat there watching the sun go down, someone tapped Eleanor on the shoulder. She looked behind her, and there was her best friend, Brittany. "'I have to tell you something,' she said. "'Sure, what's up?' Eleanor asked. Brittany sat down beside her and solemnly whispered, "'I'm moving.' Eleanor stared at her in amazement. "'You're what?' Eleanor cried, completely confused and overwhelmed. Her eyes filled with tears. They had known each other for so long and had done everything together. Why did they have to separate?' "'Brittany!' she could hear her mother calling her. "'I have to go now,' Brittany said. See you at school. She got up and walked away. That night, Eleanor closed herself up in her room and thought and wept. When When her mother called her for dinner, Eleanor was lost in her own world of spacious nothingness. Fifth grade. Spacious nothingness.
1: I would have broken my head if I heard that.
0: Trapped in the thought of her unbreakable friendship, what would she do when Brittany moved? Eleanor went blindly to school the next day. In history, she was snapped at by her teacher for not paying attention and in gym she was hit with a soccer ball. She was sent to the nurse. Eleanor's mother and father and all her friends tried to comfort her, but the thought of her friend moving was like, was like stone and it wouldn't melt away. <laughs> After the stage of being upset, Eleanor became angry. Not knowing what got into her, she ran into her mother's drawing studio and ripped up sketches and threw books on the floor. Later she cooled down a bit and went to tidy up the drawing studio. ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Oh, type A. We can't leave a mess here. (laughs) Even in my fictional world. Eleanor stayed in good shape for a while. And then it came. Eleanor had helped pack up with Brittany. Now the house looked empty and cold. The last day Eleanor saw Brittany was a humid night in late June. There were photographs taken. Then the girls hugged and Brittany got into her car and it drove away into the darkness. Eleanor cried softly. It seemed like her whole life was empty now. A few years passed and Eleanor grew up a lot. She made new friends, but never forgot about Brittany. Uh, Though she wasn't as broken up about it as before. They sent each other letters and pictures, but it wasn't the same as actually seeing each other. Then one day, Eleanor's mom got a phone call. Eleanor, she called. Telephone. It's a landline. Eleanor picked up the phone. Hello? Hi, it's me, Brittany. Great news. I'm coming to visit. The next three months, Eleanor was full of joy and enthusiasm and energy. The days seemed to go by ever so slowly, but finally the time came. Eleanor's family drove to the airport to meet Brittany and her parents. The moment the two girls saw one another, they ran to each other with open arms, finally back together. There was a party thrown for Brittany's family, and all their old friends came. Everyone was happy and excited to see the family back. Brittany stayed for a week. She and Eleanor did everything together. They felt like little children all over again. Uh then Eleanor took Brittany back to the airport. There were many farewells. Then Brittany's family boarded the plane. Now Eleanor could see that no matter how far apart they were, nothing could break up the everlasting friendship she and Brittany had. That's it. And then uh and then somebody commented uh oh how sad with a little crying face and somebody else commented very good job in parentheses very sad so these are my friends commenting. Very sad. Very sad. But I,
1: I think the reason we laugh is because it's not because it's such an embarrassing entry. This is very well written. I think the laughter comes from uh, the surprise of such emotional depths of sadness within a an 11 year old girl at the time, with the quietly crying, the Weep, yes, weeping, weeping softly, well, softly like <laughs> all of that. The, I'm. Always surprised when I when I read something, uh, when you read something uh, that I haven't heard yet. That I, cause I'm always. I mean, I'm not looking for it, but it is surprising every time to discover depth, such well, depth. Not that you didn't didn't have any, but it's just you know. I wonder,
0: and I mean, this is something that I can post to our guests when we when we allow them to speak. Um, <laughs> but I wonder. <laughs> just, I feel like everybody had that depth of feeling inside of them over something like that, and I don't know. For me, in fourth grade, at the end of fourth grade, which is the end of elementary school, my best friend Bridget did move to Arizona. I never saw her again, uh, wow. but um, I did have like the level of broken heartedness that one has for an actual major tragedy in their life for things like this.
1: Is it because you had a lack of actual tragedy, and you were looking to place to make that drama? Feeling?
0: No, I really felt it. I really felt it. I really had a huge fear of abandonment, which doesn't make sense because I had both of my parents. They're still together now. Me too. But something, I don't know, maybe from a past life. It's possible. I was just terrified of being left by people I loved.
1: Me too. I mean, my I had a very loud, crowded house, as you have seen. Mm-hmm. I always had fears of abandonment. So I always felt like at some point, my friends were just going to run away, and they did a lot in elementary school, uh, middle school. When it was finally like, "Oh, we're 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 all getting shot at," uh, let's huddle shot together. Shot at? You know, verbally. Um,
2: <laughs> you
0: got a verbal sense. <laughs> you know, we're all getting like, like I know you're from New Jersey, but Jesus. No,
1: middle school is basically the first thirty minutes of Saving Private Ryan, but with words. Uh, yes,
0: exactly, exactly.
1: So you know, you make friends because you're huddled together, trying not to get assaulted by people in mass. Uh, so there's, you know, you figure feel like three people together being called faggot for liking Star Wars before it was cool again. Uh, you know, that's better than one because then, you know, at least you can be like, this sucks to somebody.
0: Is there any part of you that misses that depth of feeling?
1: Yeah. It, there's a part of me that's angry that... Everything that I liked as a child has been claimed as a mainstream item. Isn't that annoying? It, it, it yes. pisses me I'm, off because... I'm full of opinions. Nerds are jocks now. Nerds are bullies. And a lot of the fucking... The, the same shit, that the, the the fappening kids, all the people that like leak cell phone pictures of nudes, they're nerds. And they, they're not going to get laid because... They, and they're not going to have meaningful relationships. And they're not going to get all these things because they refuse... To accept that they can and they refuse to look at themselves, so they just rail against everything. And it's like, what do you have to be so angry about? Everything that you like, everyone likes now. Like what the fuck? Like jocks have problems. You're like,
0: like, I I knew how to be a real nerd when I was little. I didn't
1: know how to be a real nerd. I only knew that what I liked, no one else liked. Like that was that was it. Like I I chose not to be I was angry about it for a long time, but eventually you gotta choose, do you wanna live your life or you wanna continue to have Fucking angry feelings at things that happen to you you're only feeling the echoes of now. You know, right. like it's Anyway, silly.
0: I felt the same way when they started putting birds on everything.
1: I know. I was like, those are mine. That.
0: Birds are my thing.
1: <laughs> they are hers. They are hers. Uh,
0: th- uh okay. Let's let's welcome let's our guests because yes. I'm so excited to talk to them. Uh so our guests today have a podcast of their own on the Headgum Network called I Feel You. These ladies are really into empathy. This is why we're meant to be friends. <laughs> Uh, opinions. Opinions. I'm, I know, yes, we're turning and it and off will, for the show. So, give it up for Katie Hilliard and Elaine Carroll. All right. So, we see Katie and Elaine. Uh, they're wearing brightly colored bathing suits. And they are running down the beach to the ocean. And uh, they're they're 11 years old, but they think they're, like, 30. They're running in slow-mo, just like Baywatch. And,
1: and there's, like, there's an old, like, lifeguard, and he's, like, blowing a whistle in slow motion and, like, looking flummoxed.
0: But they don't care. They their don't hair is flowing it. free. All the other kids their age are making stupid sandcastles. Yeah. They don't fucking care.
1: They don't. They just have like their, but they're frozen watching them, and they have these buckets full of sand next to them, <laughs> like you know, slow head turn watching, like they're on in their eyeline. It's, it's great. Anyway,
0: Katie and Elaine. Welcome. welcome. Hey. Welcome. Hi. Ooh, it's good
3: to talk now. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having us on. Oh, thank you so, for being here. And thank yeah. you for yeah. reading so a fantastic here. story to us.
0: Oh, you're you're so oh, welcome. I love oh. your story. Yeah, so
3: well written. Oh, thank you. So well written. I can't write like that now.
0: I bet you, I, I, I would beg no, to differ. No, I don't think I, I can
4: write like that now either.
0: Look at how far it's gotten me. No.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so far.
0: Well, ladies, um, do you, see, I'd never moved growing up, so moving was like uh, a crazy thing to me, uh, and it was mostly just being left by other people who were moving away. Yeah. yeah. What, what was what were your particular experiences of staying or moving?
3: I was the mover. I was the mover. one who abandoned people, but I also had those fears of abandonment too. Uh, because it's just as traumatic. I grew up, uh, I was born in New York and mm-hmm. the Bronx and then moved to Jersey when I was, you know, one, then moved from New Jersey to Virginia, which was a total oh, lifestyle where change. Where in New Jersey were you? Bergen County. Oh. Uh, Ridgewood, New Jersey. Nice. Where about you? Essex. Essex, all right. Nulli. Cool. Yeah, sure. Cool. 95 North. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, uh, moved to Virginia, which is a very big lifestyle change. Grew up in Richmond, Virginia, with like my New Yorker parents, uh, living in the capital of the Confederacy. Uh, just trying to figure out how to like <laughs> oh, deal. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's where today's reading is going to come from. Um, not that it has anything to do with the Confederacy, cause I couldn't write really.
1: like. No, but they'll never let it go. No. I'll never let it go. What, For, absolutely not, no.
0: What were the ages that you were there in the Confederacy? <laughs> in the Confederacy. <laughs> we don't even call it
3: Virginia. In the, the Commonwealth of Virginia, I was there from the age of seven to 18.
0: Uh, oh, so like the the bulk of it the bulk of childhood was was, uh, you felt like an alien
3: yeah feeling like an alien and and that's actually what I was called my name is Elaine and uh, I would I would be called alien that was my uh, that was my uh, Saving Private Ryan uh, middle school (laughs) nickname I'll kill him I'll kill him
2: no you don't have to it's (laughs) It's fine (laughs) I've already
4: they're all dead the shit I called them (laughs) oh all right. Never mind then (laughs) Um, and Katie, Katie where where did you grow up Hi what was your guys. story? Hello. Um so I was born in Manhattan. Um I lived the first part of my childhood there on 14th and C on the Lower East Side. Uh, nice. Before it was so cool. was cool. in town. <laughs> yeah, yes. way before it was cool, you guys. It was cool though, but you know, a yeah. different kind of cool. Exactly. Um and uh, the the nerdy kind of cool that you're that you were excited about. Yes. Yeah, yes, was yes, that. Yes. It wasn't that kind of cool, but it's the same kind of whatever anyway. Yeah. Um And uh, then I moved to Western Connecticut. So when I say Western Connecticut, a lot of people are like, oh, so Greenwich? No. Um, Right. Yeah, Western Connecticut. Danbury? uh, Near Danbury, girl. I went to school in Danbury. Uh,
0: I grew up in Guilford. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about this.
4: Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, not, not Fairfield we, County. I think we played Guilford in, in sports. Probably.
0: They were the best soccer people. I never played in um, sports. I mean, we were
4: great soccer people, too, so it was just... Okay. Uh, <laughs> I know we played Guilford, um, and I know we had, you know, all of our cheers and stuff. Uh, but, um, anyway. Uh, yes, and so then... but Yeah, I wasn't... So I didn't really move. I did. I moved from New York to Connecticut, so that was a, a leaving... Um, I got, got separated from my best childhood friend, Ivy Wineglass, who makes amazing I'm sorry, pottery. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Ivy Wineglass? Wine her name to- is Ivy Wineglass. She's incredible. I follow her on social media now. Oh, boy. And I purchased a um, an amazing piece of pottery from her. She makes amazing pottery, you guys. It's awesome. Um, well, she had
0: to be an artist with that name. Oh,
4: she's... Is Wineglass her last name? Yes. Is it Great.
0: W-E-I-N?
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not like... No, it's not like Wineglass. Okay. No. Gotcha. Although that's what the visual happens. The right. visual happens. Um, one time I was at her apartment, and uh, she had hamsters, and the mother had babies and then ate them. And we were there. That was a <gasps> tremendous time.
1: Oh, my mother no. saw that too. Yeah. it like fell out of the cage and she put it back in. and then they' oh. like
0: it's like birds, baby yeah. birds. you can't put the babies if back you, in the nest or if, yeah, they'll reject
1: their scent. Yeah. they smell it. Ooh. yeah. Oh. and then they're like, no, and oh no. Eat it. Oh, oh gosh. Boy. well, that
4: the falling out didn't happen. It was just literally the mother was like, I don't want to be a mom right now. <laughs> I'm hungry.
2: Well, that's the- uh, yeah, it
4: was really disturbing. Let's just destroy the evidence. So that happened um, who knew I was gonna be talking about why Ivy today. I love. Podcast. I <laughs> never know what's going to happen. I know. It's always a big surprise. Um, exactly. Yeah. And then I went, uh, I lived in the south of France for a year. So when I, I, I turned 15 there and I stayed with a family and I went to a French school and I Oh my goodness. Learned did you French, think you were and fucking
0: amazing? You, I
4: mean, it was an amazing time. Yeah.
0: Did you lose your virginity there?
4: Uh, no. I lost my virginity after when I got back. Um, I lost my virginity at 17, you guys. So I was a little older.
2: Oh, I was 19, um, so don't worry about it. Okay, that. Yeah, okay, too. fine. Okay, fine. So we're all in the same boat. We're all in, you know,
4: whatever boat. 18. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, same mm-hmm. times. Oh. <laughs> I love not having my virginity anymore. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, cross so. cross to bear. But I did have, in fifth grade, I did have a boyfriend, uh, Brian, who moved away. Um, his father was in the military, and so he moved around a lot. I really liked him in fifth grade. We went and saw Casper. Um, oh yeah Devin Sawa yeah,
3: yeah. Devin, Devin Sawa. Sawa baby oh f- and Christina Ricci yes. yeah 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 Um, Bill Bill,
4: Pullman Bill Pullman Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: that
4: was solid cast uh, solid oh. cast it was a great movie Dude, Eric Idle was the villain yes. really who Eric Idle from, from uh, oh yeah,
3: yeah 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 yeah
1: solid solid
4: <laughs> yeah so we went Cassie. we went on a date to see Casper but like with his entire family you know right? <laughs> so sure they like, are like in another row
2: no. <laughs> you know, like throw yeah. in front of them, so mm-hmm. they'd be like, "Oh, they're, they're not out of that." Yeah, it was great. And mm-hmm. then he said
4: goodbye. Came over, and I had um, his face in a locket with a forget me not on it. little well, forget me not locket. Oh, see, we all oh. learn
0: these tropes that are just centuries mm-hmm. old. Yep. Where do we learn them from? Mm-hmm. From before Should the it?
1: internet. Yeah, because our parents and their their parents and their yeah. parents' parents and everybody like every it's like it gets but my passed parents down.
0: Didn't like give each other. You know talismans like that or anything, but I knew your, your about them. Your
1: parents are from New York. Like they grew up. Like they're both from what? Like Queensish. Queens-ish. Mine too. Yeah. Like.
3: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mom too. <gasps> oh wow! Let's talk about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so
0: my, my dad's from uh, Jewish tenements in Jackson Heights, okay. and my mom is from uh, the nicer part of town in like Holliswood in Jamaica. Sure. Like, yeah,
3: yeah, that yeah. is a nice part of town. Both yeah. my parents are from Woodside. Forty seventh Street. Oh my God. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. We just
0: moved here from Astoria. Yeah, great. Oh, yeah. Do
2: you miss, miss that Greek food? Miss it?
1: I miss it. <gasps>
0: there's, there's so much good
1: stuff. I,
2: I miss. Uh, Did Mar stop where were you guys? Thirtieth Ave. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like here, it's the street made as tacos, but there, it's but the like tacos shawarma. are for real. Yeah, no, no, the tacos I'm not are great. eating tacos well, I'm not about anywhere about, else. You know, no, yeah, I'm not on tacos. I'm just saying, I miss. The street meat, sure. sure. Yeah. I really hope you're not actually shitting on
2: tacos. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no that would really be really. a major waste of That's tacos. That's going to be the name I, of your, your Lisa-esque t- album, Shitting on I, Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> if you
4: want to destroy my taco,
2: taco. Oh, oh, oh.
1: take a shit.
0: Um, <laughs> All right. So, so go ahead, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. No, there's no. nothing.
4: Well, I
0: want to I, I want to get into our material here, mm-hmm. yes. so we yeah. can really start chewing on it. So, yeah. which one of you ladies would like to go first? We decided that I would go first.
3: Excellent. And um, I'm not doing the uh, lack of opinion for a week, so I have so many opinions about right. this. When you asked me to to, to come on the show, I looked through all of my old writing. My God, I have so much. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to be prolific people. We yeah, we really truly were. Um, and I found something incredibly old and embarrassing. Um, my first one of my first forays into storytelling. This is probably one Amazing. of the first stories I ever tried to write. What should I say about it before I get into it? Should I just read it or just like, read what, what is
0: does it have a date on it?
3: Yeah. It's uh, October eighteenth, nineteen ninety
0: one. Excellent. Yeah, this right. is
3: real old. Yeah. Um how old were you about? Um, I would have been nine. Awesome. Yeah. Um and uh, it's, it's a scary story, so hold on to your butts, guys.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm ready for ready?
3: it. Ready? Okay. Amy, who lived in New York City, was a very brave girl. She liked to watch scary movies and say that it was not scary at all. But April 8th, in parentheses, her birthday, <laughs> she had a slumber party, and at 1 a.m., they watched some scary movies like jaws still more tale still more till midnight hour and the scariest of all dark shadows i underlined it <laughs> everyone fell asleep in the middle of it but amy she watched it all when it was over she turned on another episode of dark shadows and another and another and another Till every single episode of Dark Shadows was about a vampire named <laughs> Barnabas Collins.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: he, he had a friend, Willie, and Victoria. Willie knew that Barnabas was a vampire, but Victoria did not. Barnabas had a little sister called Sarah. Amy stood up as if she were a zombie and walked out of her room And her parents didn't see her because they were asleep. She walked downstairs and out the front door. They lived near a lake. (laughs) She jumped into it. (laughs) The next morning, everyone had gone crazy because they called the police and neighbors. Amy's friends, parents, the police, they looked in the lake and found her. They rushed her to the hospital and she made it. But she was still recovering at night. When she was asleep, the ghost of Sarah came in her room to haunt it. The ghost of Sarah went inside Amy and made her go to the lake, and she jumped in, and she was never seen again.
0: Oh, no! That's, it ends on a cliffhanger like that? It ends on a cliffhanger in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten exclamation points. <laughs> they tried to save Amy, and they still couldn't. The, the ghost was too
1: strong. Sarah needed a sacrifice. She
0: got <laughs> possessed
4: <laughs> and killed herself. She got possessed and
0: killed herself. Oh, my I, I
1: love that you... Wait, so... Dark Shadows. Was this the original show? Or the, I
3: think this was like a remake they made and they must have made in the early 90s yes, that I, I was obsessed with, which was the first foray into vampires
1: before vampires yes. came Like Yes. Right? You yeah. were into vampires. Sci-Fi cool. Channel exactly. played the shit out of that remake. I oh, remember that. Yeah, they
3: did. Oh, man. I'm yeah. so glad you remember. Yeah. I was so obsessed with it. Um, I guess I watched every single episode. Um but I truly don't remember the plot of it other than like it was a little bit mm, kind of soap operay.
1: Maybe? They didn't well the original episode the original series they would shoot like daily, so the scripts never really made sense. So I think the remake was just them trying to make sense of no sense. Yeah. So that's kind of what it felt like.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> that's my story. But you made
1: more sense of it because of because so, of Sarah. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. Do right. you
0: there are some things that I've written that I remember like the act of writing them or I remember my feeling when I wrote them. Do you remember writing this?
3: I I don't remember writing this, but I do remember um, being really, really obsessed with scary movies, uh, particularly this scary TV show, Dark Shadows. Um, And I would try to do what the character of Amy does, which is to watch scary movies and not be afraid. Mm -hmm. It was was almost like my first foray into trying to have courage, which was to (sighs) like— Just to, 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 to cultivate courage within myself was to like watch scary movies and be brave and finish it. Me that,
0: too. I you did, did that, that too? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. such a great self-aware thing. I, I mean, I don't that. think I was
3: consciously self-aware of doing it. I think, I mean, I was the youngest person in my house. And so like my sister would like watch scary movies and be like, that was ketchup and not blood. Don't be such a <laughs> dork. And so I would try to like step up to the plate and like not be afraid. And that was like my way of like gaining confidence and- and courage. And yeah. you're,
0: so it was just you and, and an older sister. Me and my older sister Sue. How yeah. much older was she? She was
3: fourteen months older than me.
1: Oh man, not
3: oh, much so she at all. Had a little bit of a leg up. On a little you. bit of a leg up, like an inch or two height-wise. But like for you know Irish twins, we were essentially that. Um, we she was just like a little bit ahead of me, so that there was always like a, mm, maybe I gotta I gotta prove to Sue that I'm just as brave as a as a fourth grader. You I know? love that. Well, yeah.
0: Because I, I was never into scary things. It's still, it's not my thing. That just wasn't the emotion that I was ever attracted to. I yeah. was always yeah. crying. <laughs> but, um, but Phil was also super into pursuing scary things. And like, what about, what was that thing? It was a book or a toy uh, what? that you were afraid of, but you still insisted on
1: Oh, there was a it? There was a used bookshop in my town in Tom's River when I was like a little kid. And they had like, used copies of famous monsters and I made my mother buy one and I would read it and I, I knew that like the movies were it was like production stills of like hammer movies. And so I would stare at it and I'd get scared and I'd give it to her. And then I'd like beg her to give it back to me and then I'd read it and I'd get scared and then eventually she just threw it out. But mm-hmm. like I would have like day mares trying to like be okay with it. Yeah. For for years. And in my like back in the in the day when there was like public access for like around 90s 80s, you could see like there was so much strange horror movies on at night. Yeah, that you could sleepwalk in and accidentally see like I I sleptwalked because we had a one floor like house, uh, and I like my father passed out with the TV on and like Nosferatu was on and I was like oh, four yeah no. like Wait. warped my brain yeah but yeah like. I think but it came from that. But there's still some
2: like a
0: curiosity about yeah. it. Like I'm not gonna like a like a, a need to feel a thing. Yes. Yes. Even if you don't understand it or if it's kind of unpleasant, but yes. it kind of like stirs something.
1: But to your point, as a kid, you try not to be scared because you don't want people to take anything away. Or like, I didn't want anyone to take anything away from me anymore because I just wanted to like enjoy it. But do you do you now allow yourself to be scared in horror movies? I
3: actually don't love scary movies now. Now uh, I'm like, oh, I don't need to. I don't need to deliberately scare myself in order to feel like a brave person. Right. Yeah. So I don't enjoy I mean I enjoy like the um like the, the the process of going to movies and like getting popcorn, but I I would much prefer to see something like funny um rather than see something scary. And I don't like um Uh, roller coasters in the same way that I used to like because I used to love the feeling of being scared for my life and now I just don't like crave that because we
0: need to have drama somewhere and now that we have like actual drama as adults we don't need to add an additional layer of anxiety
3: but I think it truly was about that like how like, wanting something scary, because I already was, like, afraid, and so uh, to, to point to, like, the scary monster in the corner was, like, a way to, like, exercise those feelings.
0: Oh, so be like, yeah. I have fear in me. I need a, I need something and physical output, yeah. that, that justifies the fear that yeah, I have in me.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: that's great. Did anybody ever read that, or was it just for you?
3: Uh, this was... I think something that I turned in at the end of the day, like I, it's pretty clear that like in the beginning of the year in third grade, like I would, I, I, first of all, I learned cursive in the middle, like starting like the January entries, everything's in oh, yeah. cursive. yeah, look at all that curly yeah, stuff. Yeah, all that mm-hmm. curly lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I probably like would turn it into the teacher, and every day we would get prompts. So this was in, mm-hmm. you know, October, so get, I bet we all had like Halloween on the brain, and hence why like oh, the prompt yeah. was like, write a scary story. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Awesome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. bringing that out. Yes. Of course. Katie? I'm so scared of scary things. I Scary movies, even if I see a trailer, I will have nightmares because my brain, I my imagination is so vivid and my dreams are like so vivid that it, anything can fuel any kind of nightmare. The other night I had a nightmare and I had to get out of bed, go to the... Used my phone as a flashlight, even though it was totally bright enough to see. Mm -hmm. I mean, excuse me, I'm turning 33 this year. I am an adult woman, and I'm afraid of the dark. (laughs) And I had a nightmare, and I was like, and I couldn't get out of it in bed. So I get up and I go to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. and I, I literally tweeted, I'm tweeting to get my brain out of a nightmare. I didn't watch, (gasps) I didn't read any tweets because more nightmares. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I did write. That tweet because I was like I gotta get out of my gotta get out of my head and then I went back and I I brushed off my pillow you know to brush off the mm-hmm. energy I mean seriously wow. my my I get so scared
0: I yeah no I t- I still have tons of nightmares They'll, now they're they're usually just anxiety dream like packing dreams but yeah, I, yeah. I'm <laughs> always having I nightmares. have packing anxiety I have Full major packing right anxiety
4: now. yes I really do I have to whenever I have to pack for anything my uh, my best girlfriend Monica who's actually sitting in this room cuz she's visiting. Yes, we have a guest Monica today. She's Hi. the best. Um and she Kevin and I were going on a 3 month road trip. We lived in our Land Cruiser and we went all over the place and and worked from our uh our Land Cruiser. It cool. was amazing. Um and she was helping me pack for that trip because I go everywhere. It's like if I need to pack for anything, all of a sudden I found like old letters from, you know, my great-grandmother to somebody. I found, like, um, notes from seventh grade, and mm-hmm. I'm reading them all, and Kevin will come in and be like, babe, what are you doing? We're packing to go away on the weekend. I'm like, read this. I'm, like, crying. <laughs> like, where, where did you find that? Why can't you just put, like, three pants in a bag with, like, your toothbrush? I, know. I know exactly what. I am the yeah. same. I,
0: I even now, like, even, it doesn't matter if I'm going for a weekend or if I'm going for, like, a month. Mm -hmm. I always overpack, even though I want to travel light, but I can't because I need to have all of my options there. And then I need to have all of the, I have to like pack the jewelry in the little plastic Ziploc bags and like make sure it doesn't get all tangled. So I always have a friend over to sit with me while I pack or I just can't. And it still takes like three hours. Yeah, I
1: need moral support or else I'm not packing anything. I'm just going to sit there and stare at stuff. Oh no. my gosh. Find things to research. The three of yeah. us
4: have it.
1: Yeah, uh, but if now we all we pack can together, support we'd each other. be like we champions. Can all pack together.
4: Oh, I don't know. Would we be champions, or would we be just diving into our old, like <laughs> our past histories together, just That's talking, and so we wouldn't even well, go this anywhere? Is,
0: what, like I, I, I mean, I am not a hoarder, and and I, I insist that I am not a hoarder, but I do have a lot of things, and I get very sentimentally attached to things. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a collector. I'm a collector. Mm. Uh, but I was talking to. Do you guys know who uh, Shane Moss? He is a comedian. He does a podcast called Here We Are. He's a brilliant dude. And I was going to, um, I was telling him about the show. And I was like, I'd love to have you on the show. And he was like, you know, everything that I have is just in a couple of suitcases. I live out of a couple of suitcases. And I was like, how do you do that? Wow. Oh, my God. I could never, because I feel like my identity is infused in all of the objects. Mm, yeah. And that's, sure. that's this show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what uh, what uh, oh, object yeah. did you find okay, well, to, for us? All right, okay, well um, you have a couple of items. I do. Yeah. So
4: so I really brought this. I don't know. You guys were seem to be interested in the in the France excursion, so I do have an entry from my time in France that I could share. But really, I mean this this notebook is like yeah. I, oh, I have collaged uh, that's life. Katie's book on the front of it. I have a van sticker and. Um, a Yahoo sticker and uh, a Fu Manchu, um, a bunch of ba- Van stickers. Actually, I've got oh. like uh, this, uh, a hum, and then I have a a Spice Girls Polaroid, um, oh. Polaroid camera, I that. and then I have Jamie, Brit, and Katie because we did a, a Spice Girls music video together. <laughs> uh, we were the three best friends. We still are. We're still very
1: close. A little bit drawing on the um, front.
4: Yeah, drawing. You know, well, I've on just the back, I feel like I had a Very Smashing
1: Pumpkins. It yeah, is very melancholy. That was my
4: first concert. <gasps> oh, shit. January 25th, 1997, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness Tour. I wore... Um, wide corduroy, <laughs> black, wide corduroy Union Bay, oversized Union pants. Yeah. Union <laughs> I wore an alien ant farm, um, army green, <laughs> slidey belt with the long, like a really long, uh, you know, like you pull it, and I was like little back, like really yeah, so little back then, so flap. I was like, yeah, flapping, yeah. and I had a lot of pants on, and I wore my dad's, um, old army green, oversized sweater, and I wore a floppy, um, Pan hat. It was like little, like, like a fisherman kind of hat. Yeah, kind of. Cool. Yeah, do yeah. You so it was have like a, a, picture a of this? rim. No, but in my head I do. <laughs> I <laughs> love that you remember
0: all of that. Oh, also, yeah, it you was, were a cool kid. You uh, were.
4: <sighs> I don't know. I don't think I was a cool kid. Jamie's parents were super cool, and she would they would take us to do awesome cool things. And I was finally allowed to go because my parents wouldn't really let me go. So Brit and Jamie would go to all the cool concerts and do all the cool mm-hmm. things. And I was like, I want to go, go. And then uh, I I was allowed to go. And her parents took us to Smashing Pumpkins. And it was like a really big night.
3: Wow. Wow.
0: Where was it in
4: uh, Connecticut? Uh Yeah, it was uh it was in New Haven. I uh-huh. Think. Yeah, I think it was in New Haven. At the at the Schubert? No, no, I think it was at a big, it was like a Coliseum. It was like a big Oh, oh it was a the stadium. New Haven Coliseum. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's where they did ice capades.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. We were up in the like in the stadium and looking down. Oh, so cool, you guys. Also, that album's amazing. Oh, it's yeah. still yeah. it holds up. It's double it holds CD. Up. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, so I I have this journal, but then I also have a bunch of poetry. So I was thinking about doing poetry, but then everybody did journal entries. so I'm not really sure what you to can do. do both. Okay, all right. Yeah, great.
1: we can diversify. We can all do. right.
4: Yeah. Okay. Well, then we'll diversify. We're gonna do this. This journal entry from you were 15. You said when you were um, in France. Yes, yes, I I turned 15 there. I was not 15 yet in this entry. This is October 5th, 1999. Okay. It's Brit's B day today. I hope she got my card. I wish that I could talk to her. I had a horrible day at school. There were these guys, about nine. One of them is nice and likes me, and he kind of asked me out today. I said, No, I have a boyfriend, of course. And he was fine with it, but his friends called me names. Open parentheses. I think they were really bad, but they were in French, so I didn't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> so I was still not really understanding. This is a little pause, sidebar. I still wasn't really understanding um, French at the time. <laughs> they were throwing things, rocks, and spitting at me. <gasps> then Stéphane came and said, come here, don't worry, they're dumb. In French, of course. It was horrible. I don't feel like anyone wants, to be, wants me around. Like, I don't belong anywhere. I really need a friend here. But until I find one, I am afraid it's going to be bad for me. I hope it gets better. I called Alec tonight, but he was out, and his mom, in France, told me to call back at 10.30. So I did, and it was busy. I tried for a half an hour. Busy, busy, busy. So tomorrow I will call him at 12.30 and tell him what happened with the guys. I hope that he gets really protective. Like, I'm going to kick their asses attitude. And that he's really sweet, all, I love you, and it's okay. I hope he gets like that. That would make me feel good. I love him. All for now. Oh, homesickness. Yeah, yeah, and
3: bullying. It was rough. It was mean French kids. Oh, it was. Rough. You?
4: God, oh, French yeah. bullies are not. I fucking got rocks thrown at me. I mean, I was the only the only American. I was the only exchange student at the school. And uh,
0: so, did you go with your parents or just no? It was, no, just you it by was by a, yeah. It was a
4: study abroad program
0: in in high school.
4: In high school, yeah. So it was my sophomore year of high school, but. And when you go, you kind of like you repeat freshman year so that you can at least maybe understand some of the academics. and did it wow. did it improve over time? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It really improved over time. Um I believe there's another entry in here where i I can just even tell the story, but I um Kader, this kid who was kind of like the head of the bully bully squad against me, mm-hmm. uh, was like running around. We were in the gym waiting for waiting for class to start, waiting for gym to start <laughs> p e or whatever. And uh, we were all sitting around the the place, and he was like running around, and every time he ran past me, he would punch me in the face. And at first, I was like, <laughs> at first, I was like, what like, whoa, uh, okay, that maybe that was an accident. Maybe he was running, and smacked me in the face. The second time comes, punches me in the face. I was like, what the fuck? Nobody's really looking at me, and I still don't really speak. This was like the beginning, so I still don't really speak a lot. I can't. It takes a lot to speak and right. understand. And uh, I was just, I was like, what the fuck? Okay. And then he came around a third time and did it. And I was like, if he comes around again, I'm just going to attack him. And he did. Punched me. And then I got up and I ran after him and I was screaming. And I jumped on his back. And I sl- he was like the same size as me, you know. He was like a smaller guy. I-, I jumped on his back, slammed him on the ground, turned him over, started like just punching him in the face. And I was, I was screaming. I was like, you better watch it. You better watch yourself. I'm going to fucking kill you. And I was screaming in English. And everyone was like, whoa. And the teacher came in, pulled me off of him. It was this whole thing. But they never... Messed with me again. Yes! Yeah, that's what right. I wanted. At the end of the year, Kader was the one that planned my surprise going away party. Oh. Yeah, he
3: liked you. Oh, it was just extreme nagging.
4: Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, the boys. Euro like, edition. The boys like you, so they hit you. that's, <sighs> that's how it goes. Right. Which, by the
0: way, that's a thing. You know, I, I didn't realize that until like a couple of months that's ago. Always I heard someone been talking thing. about it. No, I know it's a thing. I know it is. But the fact that parents are still like when, you know, a little girl comes home and she's like, so-and-so hit me. And Buzzled mom's like, if
2: yeah, yeah. Th-
0: mm-hmm. he just likes you, the mother should be like, well, that's not an acceptable way to show that you like somebody. yeah, yeah. This generation yeah.
1: will take care of that one. I feel like that's one of those things that's slowly getting filtered out. I agree. Yeah. With yeah. every, I, I mean, agree. now that there's a name, now that you can name it, you know what it is. yeah And you can be like, that's unacceptable. Unex- because before it was just like a thing. <laughs> so what I'm gonna
0: say to my fifth grade daughter, "That's unex fucking acceptable." <laughs>
1: That's right. And I should hope that th- that she would say the same thing to her principal. <laughs> because we live in an advanced age where profanity should just be uh, just 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 language, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, w- I would hope. I don't know.
4: Absolutely, I, I also agree with you. This is why we
0: want to send our children to Montessori school.
1: Right. That would be really nice. Yeah. That'd be really that would nice. be really we nice. We better get some like sweet some voiceover cash. cakes or some I shit. Know. <laughs> like we got it like a national commercial, uh, something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what what is this other leather bound little book? This, that is you've a po- this
4: is a poetry book. Okay. Um, it's a great book. Yeah, this yeah. is this is a poetry book. I wrote a lot of poetry at this period of time in my life. It's like ninety-nine to two thousand and two. Um I was really writing writing into a lot. Doing a lot of uh, poet poetry and what so can you give us
0: a context for your life at this time? Like yeah, what school so, you were so in? So
4: these, yeah, okay. So um, what school was I? I was I was at Worcester School in Danbury, Connecticut, mm-hmm. the place that I went to from third grade to senior year. Yikes! Very small mm-hmm. school. Um, very small. How very many? Small. Do
0: you know what the what the graduating class was?
4: What my graduating okay. class was? Yeah, there were forty two. Oh, really Jeez. small. Mm-hmm. So and ten. Ten of, ten of them, or not? Sorry, eight of them. We were in cl- in class together since third grade. Wow, oh, that's too much. I mean, you
0: can't have any secrets. You can't change your no. identity no ever.
1: Yeah, if you're in like the bottom ten, you're they really let you know. The I guess. bottom no yeah.
4: Oh, I know. I mean, the the cool thing is that like, the, while the the clickiness still existed, it was so much smaller. So it didn't feel so. I can imagine in like a larger school setting where everyone's, like, bullying you, it would be so overwhelming. But it was kind of, like, easy to ignore certain people Mm because it was, like, small groups. They couldn't be like, all right, entire school, go against Katie, you know?
0: Well, (coughs) Elaine, when you were in Virginia, Mm -hmm. um, what was the size of your school? Was it also super tiny? Yeah, I
3: got you beat. There were (gasps) 17 kids in my graduating eighth grade class. I went to—from third grade to eighth grade, I went to St. Mary's Catholic School and it was just a really, really tiny school. Um, in Virginia, I remember the public schools for the lower and middle schools were not good. Like, I really arrived to third grade at this private school, like, barely literate. Um, so my parents pulled me out of public school and put me into private school mm-hmm. um, up until, you know, when the school ran out in eighth grade. So, yeah, there were 17 kids. And, oh, man, you could not socially climb. I mean, your identity was, mm-hmm. like, basically in set. In stone. And, in stone, yeah. You couldn't really remake yourself.
0: How did they treat— newcomers
3: uh, you know not with great uh, grace <laughs> um, uh, yeah it was a it was a real stumbly awkward weird time mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and I would try to like remake myself with haircuts of and, course you know dyeing my hair blonde at one point which became red for some reason like it was really you know it was a battlefield it truly was
0: were there uh, uh certain movies or books or like icons that you could look to and be like I'm going to aspire to be that like I for me it was Harry the Spy
3: sure uh,
0: Ooh, but yeah were there like Certain things that you would look to and be like, oh, that's my salvation.
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, TGIF was fully my salvation. Oh, oh yes. Um, Full House was a big saving grace. Like, I was a super fangirl of Full House. Mm-hmm. Um, and it truly, like, Tuesday nights, like, I would like be ritualistic in watching it. I think I taped every single episode. Wow. Um, and then it moved to Fridays. And mm-hmm. I think, like, just I would just wait for Friday night TV. Yeah, that's how I felt was, about SNCC. Snick. Yeah. Oh, Snick, Snick was my
1: yeah that was my me and my mom hanging out time because yeah. oh, we, we loved Are You Afraid of the Dark oh Good my job. god that yeah. rocking chair no yeah. the, the scariest clown?
4: part was the intro no yeah. creaky Close. doc rocking chair yeah. no clown that no attic? I know,
2: <laughs>
3: I know.
4: Stop it! But the episodes would never actually be
2: scary. No. It was
3: really just the intro They scared
1: me. I don't scary. know. The
0: one where the girl was stuck in the mirror was very scary for me. What's the
1: one with the overactive uncle who's like, "No, Stacy, get out of the dollhouse." Oh that boy. was my favorite one. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. overactive uncle, he I was, just was like, like, just <laughs> like, "Oh no!" <laughs> That's stop. a good get improv team name. Like, <laughs> Very good.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I love that one. Uh, Yeah, TV or yeah,
4: either improv team or band name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and their first, their EP is shitting on a taco.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right,
0: I'm writing this down
2: real quick. Uh, Yeah, I got it
0: too. I got it. Talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) All right, let's return to this poetry situation. Yes, yeah. All right,
4: I mean, I've got. uh, It looks like you have a lot of them marked off. I do. I've got a lot of, lot of stuff here. I um, what's the hardest one for you to read out
0: loud? That's the one you should read.
4: Yeah, all right. I'm going to do this then. Um, Okay. All of a sudden, I feel so unstable, as if all the stable things in my life are being ripped out from under me. It's so hard for me to trust now. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm afraid that everything sure is going to disappear or turn against me. What the fuck is this? I'm stuck in a ditch and I can't get myself out of it. I try and try, but everything I grab onto crumbles in my hands. I'm going cold, turning numb. Where did the happy me go? Shit. I want her back. I want a hug. My eyes are burning. My cheeks are tear-stained, and I felt the urge to write. I want to feel better about myself. I feel like a dog. Like a whore. (laughs) Damn, this self-deprecating shit has got to stop. I feel horrible. I just want to be happy again. Ah! Help me out! Help me get out of this ditch. It's gonna turn to quicksand and swallow me whole.
0: Oh, oh my goodness! Wow!
4: So geez. emotive.
0: How Dark old were
4: you again? Days. Um, how old was I? I was at the time, I 2016. Was 16, 17. Wow. wow! Oof! I feel like a
0: dog, that is peak
2: eggs. or like, like a, a whore. whore.
0: Do you remember what was going on at that time to prompt yeah.
4: that? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, I, well, it says, fuck you, Zach, in the top right <laughs> Okay, Zach. Well, that gives so it away. So it was definitely a boy thing. Um, I think that it was just, uh, it was a guy that was, like, toying with me, and I really liked him, and it was kind of a back and forth situation, and, um, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. I mean, we had, like, kind of a long journey throughout. My yeah. college time, this was like the very beginning of college. Oh, mm-hmm. got you. Um, we had an interesting up and down journey. So I think it was just, it was that in the beginning. Yeah, a lot of, I realize that a lot of these, it's 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 kind of actually embarrassing because a lot of these um, poems in this book are very, like, just, I mean, I'm such a like feeler and mm-hmm. I'm such a like junkie for feeling. Like, oh, I love yeah. it, like, I just yeah. want it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I can really see that in reading these. I read, like, all of these last night. I was like, whoa. And I can see how it's all, like, I just put so much on the on the person that I wanted to be with.
0: Of course, because you have an idealized version of what that person is. Like, yeah. you are in love with the idea of that person, but not the person. The person himself is always disappointing.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Some of the people weren't, but it was just such an interesting, like, it's such an interesting read of all these to be like, wow, this Whoa, and then, at the very end, the man who I'm still with to this day, we've been together for eleven years, at the end of this little book, yeah, at the end of this the last the last uh, thing that I had to have written when I was twenty one. Um, is I mean I'm not gonna it's just it just basically <laughs> says it just basically says, um, this is the deepest love I've ever known. That is why I'm not going to write a poem about it. <gasps> yeah. yeah. And, then it, and then it ends. Like, it's done. I don't wow. write anything. Oh, Isn't that crazy? But you don't even
3: finish writing in the book. The book just stopped. No, stops. the book stopped. Whoa. That was it.
4: That was it. I was done.
1: Wow. That's
0: so beautiful. That's kind of exact. It's like
1: ending a TV show on your own terms. Yeah. Like you have finished yeah. it.
0: Totally. But it's also like knowing that something is really, really Precious and special, and so you don't want to let any of the, this is like, this is like you're like corking your opinions, you know, because you don't want to let any of the energy of those feelings run away. Like you want to keep it inside of you. Yeah, like cloaking
4: my, yeah, my like (sighs) emotional diarrhea. (laughs) That's
2: basically what it is. I want my diarrhea all for myself.
4: (laughs) Yeah, anyway, I don't know. I have, I have all of these. Wow. I have so many crazy things. I don't know if I... Oh, can I read one more? Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, This is summer of 2001, so I was 15. Open window, falling out now. Open arms, falling into them. They surround me, engulf me, just like the sweet ocean waves wash me away. Running, jumping, fleeing, trying to break free. Free from the words that bind. Free from the feelings that make me confess my weaknesses, my fears. Desire overtakes the person who is me, the person who is here, next to you. Am I understood? Because I'm breaking up now. My words are fading. Time is rearranging my vision of myself.
0: Okay, first of all, this line that I have to write down Desire overtakes the person who is me <laughs> is, like, actually pretty fucking dope because that's saying that the feeling itself is, like, a separate entity, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that that is present and will have its way with you, mm-hmm. you know? It's not even – you're not the feeling. No. The, oh, I love that feeling it's wow. just this ocean yeah see a lot of the shit that you are write I'm like I still feel, kind of feel like that yeah I yeah I kind of feel like yeah. that
4: <laughs> I mean totally I I feel like that too it it's just interesting too when you when you're like you know I mean I feel like all of us at this table like doing work on ourselves continuously looking yes. inward trying to yes expand and be greater versions of ourselves and um and I realized reading this I'm like I see all of all of my patterns all of everything is just I'm so happy that that I wrote this, you know, because yeah. I'm like mm-hmm. reading. I'm like, wow, I still have that, or oh yeah, oh, I've moved on from that. That's cool. Like yeah, right. I know. It makes well.
0: Does either? I'm sorry. No go. Does either of you can still still journal or write in the, in a private way at all?
3: Yeah, every day. Yeah, fully. Yeah, uh, I, to to kind of like excavate what's going on within me. Just to, I mean, I I try. Ideally, I would try to like write three pages every morning, first thing. Just oh, morning like pages. As done. Yeah, morning pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to dig into um, whatever garbage needs to come out. Um, does that always happen? No, but I the I aspire to to write every day. Mm-hmm. Sure, do you?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I aspire to, but I do not, and sure. I know that that's me running away from it.
3: And distractor is that? What is that the category? Uh, yeah, me.
0: Well, that's a th- that's a thing. Okay. It's like I'm kind of I'm I'm a controller and a distractor. Sure, but it's also it's I think because. Now that I'm in comedy, I am constantly giving my opinion and constantly expressing my feelings out loud to other people. Yeah. I don't have as much of a need for for writing, but I miss the writing. Uh, but there's a part of me that devalues keeping a journal because it's only for me, and I devalue myself. So I'm like, well, I could get more mileage out of telling my feelings to Twitter because yeah. then I can get some validation, you know, sure. which I know is bad. I know is bad. You don't have to judge I mean, it. yeah, you don't have to judge it, you know. Yeah.
4: Like, let it be what it is and – If you want to change it, change it. If you don't, don't. There you go. You You make it sound so easy, right? (laughs) But we can make it that way. Yeah, it's still hard. It's also
0: like I don't know if you if you feel like this too, but I I always prefer writing with like pen and paper on an actual notebook. Yeah, Yeah. Um, big time. But then when I sit down to do it, my thought I have like seventeen thoughts, like all backed up, and I can't write fast enough to get them out. So then I get frustrated that whatever I write is not a comprehensive record of my feelings because I can't write as fast as my thoughts come and uh, that's such a
3: lofty goal to have for your own writing to make it comprehensive rather than just like barf Mm. barf
0: it's a I guess it's an all-or-nothing way of because it's like I don't want to bother journaling unless I can get everything out so then it's like why do it at all which is I mean I know this is problematic (laughs) (laughs) but uh do you have that sensation of like trying to write and like feeling like you can't get oh, all out. Oh,
3: I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I true, and I, I also truly have that, that, way about like writing or like being on my phone like oh this is only going as fast as my thumbs can go no it's, it's frustrating um, but then you just have to like sit with that frustration and like be okay with with uh, having patience for, for yourself and as fast as it comes out on the page um, I, there's something that I feel about like when I'm journaling writing on a computer that does not feel quite as tapped in because Agreed. it's so much easier to just open another tab and then like you're you're on Twitter and you're on Facebook and you're doing a million yeah. other things but
0: it's also not your penmanship and it's not as organic yeah. and
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. And I, you know, I just bought, so I don't, I also aspire to journal. Right. Um, I did the artist way and I did morning pages Mm -hmm. every day and that was great. But then I stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I got a typewriter, Cool. which I adore. Like Mm. my typewriter, when I sit down to write on my typewriter, I allow it to be just like barf sometimes too. Like I'll just go and I'll be like, hello, I'm feeling this way and isn't that crazy and I'm doing this and, mm-hmm. oh, wow, the fi- my fingers feel really crazy and, oh, it takes a lot of muscles to type. And I, I like, mm-hmm. just literally write what's going on in my head sometimes. Other times I just, I, like, click in and I, like, channel something and I'll just write something. I'll be like, wow, this Amazing. is cool, mm-hmm. you know? But the typewriter is so tactile and mm-hmm. it's, it's like a machine, but it's not, I don't get cramps because I get cramps writing a lot because yeah, I don't yeah. write so frequently, so I have to get better at that. So I don't, like... When I'm writing and it hurts and I'm like, oh, and then I have to stop and wait. Mm-hmm. But like with the typewriter, it's so cool. And it's such a process of putting in the paper and being really intentional about it. Yeah. And I love it. And so I have, I, I'm starting to have like these folders of all these just typed up things. Cool. It's really fun. And you have
0: the, the like instant gratification of having it. Like you don't have to go and print it. Like no. it comes out oh, right away. It's so cool. I may need your, because I don't know. Typewriters, I think, are cool, but I don't know. I've never had one. Yeah. I don't know how they work. I wouldn't know the accoutrement to buy for them. So oh, I mm-hmm. can
4: show you yeah. everything. And what's cool is, I mean, I got it on Craigslist. Like, um, my boyfriend Kevin is really great at finding things on Craigslist, <laughs> and we found the perfect one. And it was amazing. I like tried it out in this guy's driveway and got ah. it. It was like sixty dollars, and it's awesome. perfect. Great, it's great. But it was really fun. Anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll teach. I can teach you about it. It's super easy and super fun. Great. It it changed, it, like, switched a little. It made me want to do more, like, self-writing.
0: Yeah, it's that excitement.
4: And it's great for me being a perfectionist because I judge, like, I judge a lot what I'm doing, even if it's just me writing for me. I'm like, this is my journal. Why can't it just suck? Nobody's going to read it. It's just for me. But you don't
0: know because 15 years later, somebody might read it. And it might be you
4: on stage. (laughs) Well, then then that's even better if it sucks then, you know? Yeah. Even better, but... um. Yeah, so so if you type, you can't erase, you know? I don't have any whiteout anymore. Right. They don't even hardly, I mean, they do probably make it, but I don't have Isn't any. Isn't
0: there that, that X button that you can, you can like X out? Yeah, it just, room? yeah, it just puts
4: a line through it. But you know, in my perfectionate brains, it's like, oh, oh. Yeah,
0: but once you've done the first one, then it's just like, let it go. it's just part of the whole.
4: I know. And I just let it go. Like if I, oh, I forget a letter, I forget a couple letters, I write a couple extra letters. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Helps me get out of my head.
0: Oh, good. That's great. I know. We need to do that. Yeah. yeah.
4: I'll help you guys out. Please. Once we have furniture in our room. Yeah. We need a typewriter. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, I guess this is a nice finishing point, right? Um, We, so, uh, I give gifts to my guests at the end of every show. And these gifts are items from my childhood bedroom, which still exists intact in Guilford, Connecticut, because my parents never moved. So I have tons and tons of shit that I don't want to just put in a dumpster because I can't. Like, I want to... I want to give it a new life. So. Yeah, I
4: love this idea. So, oh, yes.
0: uh, I I don't know which one I don't know which one of these belongs to which one of you. So I'm gonna let you guys duke it out. uh Oh, why a can't we just bit. close our hands? Okay,
4: okay. Yeah. close our eyes and I'll
0: we'll just accept whichever don't gift like you do like. Du-
4: we don't like duking. Okay. All right. Unless you're talking so... about pooping, I really like pooping.
0: There you go. So, Elaine, that is a floating heart candle. Yeah, it is. Nice. Um, I had so many floating candles. Most of them were turtles. And I just loved. that was like part of my writing ritual was to make yes. a floating candle like a, in a big cobalt blue glass bowl.
2: Yeah. And
0: the lava lamp and the candles. Yes. And then I would so I never burned it. You may burn it if you'd like in a ritual.
3: Yeah, I I, that's part of my ritual to light candles when I write. There you go. Ah,
0: perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you for this. Couldn't this is really cool. Oh, welcome. And oh, uh, Katie, awesome. for you, there is a rose quartz stone, palm stone that says friendship on it, which is so cheesy, but I was really into crystals when I was real little. And I'm, I'm into
4: really crystals. Really? Wait. I'm into really crystals. I'm really into <laughs> crystals now. So
0: am I. Oh, so am I. I mean, that's like, LA is not a surprise to no. me. No. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so they both have this sort of like heart it. chakra energy about them. Thank, Thank you. you.
3: That's oh, so come. generous, and what a good idea. That's a great idea. If you idea. can't get
0: rid of things, gift it. Exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. It's the greatest. I'm going to be gifting things until I'm like in my 90s. I can tell <laughs> you right
4: now you are not a hoarder. A hoarder yeah. would not be able to do this. Yeah, that's this true. takes a lot. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, just yeah, really. No. that's an honest thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: Um would would you guys like to uh, plug anything?
4: Oh, yeah. Let's go. plug our podcast on plug, HeadGum. Plug. You can also
3: find it on iHeartRadio. It's called I Feel ya with Katie and Elaine. You can also find it on iTunes. That's right, on iTunes.
2: Yeah.
4: And um, that's it. We, Again, that's I Feel ya with Katie and Elaine. Um, my Instagram personally, and I write, I do some I Feel ya stuff on there too, is at frecklefacekate. That's freckle. <laughs> F-R-E-C-K-L-E, face, F-A-C-E, Kate, <laughs> K-A-T-E, on Instagram. Mm, on, flows off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's so easy. I really wish I had those like, one of those, like, I am Katie Hilliard ones. So much easier, right? Mine is right? a flock of sandwiches. Oh, that's pretty great. Oh, oh yours that, is? This has nothing to do with it. Really cool. And
3: my Instagram? personal Instagram is at Elaine Carroll. That's E-L-A-I-N-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L. Ooh, that's fun to say! Yeah, like a cheer. C a r r o l l. I've actually never said it like that, but I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's an excessive amount of Rs and Ls, but that's me.
4: And there's a. um, We have Facebook uh, at I Feel You Podcast. We're all over the internet, guys. Twitter, Facebook page. I feel you. Um, I feel you with Katie and Elaine on Facebook. You can find us too. Like it, and then we tell you about things, and you can also subscribe from there to just go directly to the.
3: Yeah, like and subscribe cast. Hey, thanks for having us on. Thank, so you, thank you so much for
0: sharing with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for a candle. Oh, you enjoy oh, it. You guys, Love it. this is great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you We're excited
4: to have you on ours. Yay. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited
0: to tell you about all of my feelings and opinions. Girl. Oh, yes. Can't wait. Yes. So, so listeners, uh again, June 2nd. If you're in LA, please come out to That's the Nerd right. Melt Showroom behind Meltdown Comics and uh and hang out with people. Well, I mean, Mara Wilson was like a childhood hero. Yeah. And now she's going to be talking about her childhood heroes. That's oh, true. That's
2: so very that's pretty
1: exciting. exciting. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, if you're around May twenty sixth, come to come to nerd melt again for the Kevin McDonald Kevin McDonald show, in which I will be doing a sketch with Rob Corddry. I'm sorry. You don't
0: have to rush through it or apologize. It's not my
1: show. It's our show.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, that's it. And uh, listen. Um, Enjoy our Instagram. If you like it, tell your friends. It's new.
0: Please share the podcast. Yes. on i The Bitch Seat on iTunes, Google Play, thebitchseatpodcast.com, and we definitely encourage uh, chatting back. So if you want to hit me up, lissamandel.com has a little message thing, and you can send me a message about your treasures that you still have.
1: And, and uh, uh, philcasale.com has a thing uh, if you want to... <laughs> hire me for anything if you can email me from there or just email me from wherever I don't know I don't have a bitch deep function on mine I'm sorry you, you do you have on ears
0: you're apologizing way too much today
1: I am
2: that's,
0: that's just an opinion though you yeah mm. but no but this take is the take that show. back plug it uh, oh man drain your energy I know now that I now that it's the coming to the end of this podcast I'm gonna have to put the cork back in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> it's okay
1: it's okay
0: alright guys thanks for listening and uh, treasure, treasure what got, gotcha got you here, here.
1: Hey! Okay, bye. Goodbye. The owls are not what they seem.
2: <laughs> Attention
3: Springwood. My name is Josh Krebs. And I'm Liz Richards. And
1: we're the hosts of Bloody Date
3: Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years, and Josh loves horror movies, and I
1: hate them. Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far it's been going pretty well, right Liz? I think it's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes.
0: Hello, I'm Exposition.
1: Hey, let me, t- let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. <laughs> they scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one I, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Uh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first boule- burlesque. <laughs> burlesque club. That'd be amazing. I would love that.
0: Um, the lacy Pumpkin. The la- Ooh.